What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Shelby Caparelli on the episode today. I'm so excited to get to know her a little bit more along with you guys. So Shelby, I'm just going to throw it at you. Start wherever you'd like. Perfect. Um, Well, thank you for having me on the podcast today. Um, I will start where everyone else starts, which is how I met my husband. Um, I met him back in January of 2013. And my best friend actually worked with him, which was awesome. And they worked two blocks away from me downtown in Chicago. Um, And for me, it was like love at first sight. Um, And then fast forward, we um, got engaged in 2016 and then got married a year later in June 2017. Um, And then we... I finally moved in with him. I hadn't moved, I hadn't uh, lived with him yet. So it was really exciting um, to finally make that jump um, for no particular reason other than we just thought it would be more fun that way. Um, so I moved in with him and we talked about kids, but because we didn't live together, we wanted to have that year of, you know, having fun and, and traveling so we did that. And before, uh, we, before we were going to have kids, um, my husband really wanted to move in the suburbs and be settled, um, which was hard for me because I wanted to, you know, still enjoy city life. And I had, you know, I had kind of put it out into the universe that you don't know how long it'll take to have kids. Um, and his response back was, we're going to get it on the first try. And he was really confident. So um, uh, that year we decided to look at homes and my mom's a realtor. So it was very easy for us to kind of uh, come and go to the suburbs and uh, look at houses. And we found a home that we fell in love with like instantly. Um, It needed a ton of work. Um, So we closed on the house in March of last year and um, decided right away that it needed to be gutted. So we hired a contractor and we had to live with my parents for seven months. So uh, having kids was kind of on the back burner, um, which was really frustrating for me because the contractor would say, oh, it'll be done in four months. And then it was five and six and seven. And, um, you know, that whole time my husband said, we're definitely not trying while we live at your parents' house and we're living (laughs) in your childhood bedroom. (laughs) So um, December of 2018, um, we finally got to move in, which was really exciting for us. And that month we were like, we're going to try. Um, But it just so happened that, you know, kind of during that fertile window, 
um, I was traveling for work, which I was really bummed about because we had already put the topic, you know, of having kids on the back burner while we lived at my parents that year. So um, the day I got home, I remember the date. It's so funny. I can look at a calendar and just like, it brings me back to that time. Um, so it was December 13th. I got home and I was crazy about taking the ovulation tests. I was already tracking my body well before we were trying for kids. Cause I just kind of wanted to know, you know, where I stood with that. And I was pretty regular, um, which was nice. Um, so I took an ovulation test and I got that solid smiley. So I was like, okay, we're doing it. So we, we tried, even though it was kind of a short window, um, from when I got home from my, from my trip and it was Christmas day. We were at my husband's, uh, family's house for Christmas and I got my period. And that was kind of the first time where I was like, Ooh, like this, this really stings. Um, and it didn't happen the first try. So my husband was wrong. <laughs> so, um, I thought, okay, this could be a longer journey. Um, my friends were getting pregnant really quickly. So it was kind of like this little dagger. Um, so anyway, we got into January and I, um, was tracking again and I realized that I was ovulating pretty late, um, for my cycle. My cycle was about 30 ish days or so. And I was ovulating around like day 20, 21, um, and my husband was traveling and that dreadful two week wait came and, um, I took a pregnancy test. It was nine days post ovulation. Um, so it was pretty early. I, it's so hard for me to wait that whole, you know, two weeks. Oh, I, I'm, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't. <laughs> I've never been able to. It's nope. impossible for me. Um, so I took that pregnancy test and I was like, oh, my, I feel like I see a faint line. But I didn't know that a faint line like meant that you're pregnant. <laughs> so I immediately send it to my best friend and I have her look at it. And she's like, oh, my God, Shelby, you're pregnant. I'm like, oh, my God, like I'm shaking in my bathroom. I text my husband right away because he was at the airport. He had just landed. He was about to come home. And I was like, oh, my God, like we're pregnant. Like I... I just freaked out and told him it's funny. All, like, all these women have these cute stories of telling their husbands and I'm like, yeah, just texting no. him. I same here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, he comes home and I'm just like beside myself. I'm like, Oh my gosh, wait, it was easy. And he comes home with, um, tulips, pink tulips. It was really cute. And he hugs me and kisses me and we're just so excited. And of course, I go straight into like downloading the apps, seeing when my due date will be. Um, it was, I think, October 10th. Um, and we were just blown away. So um, I then called my doctor uh, in the next couple days because I wanted to go get my levels checked. And I went in and they uh, gave me the whole spiel, which I thought was kind of odd that they tell you, you know, what to eat, not to eat, all this stuff before 
before they even confirm your pregnancy. That was kind of odd to me um, and felt a little off. Um, I said, you know, my pregnancy tests, they're pretty faint lines. But she's like, well, if it makes you feel better, um, and this is the nurse at the time, she said, if it makes you feel better, we can do a pregnancy test right here. So we did a test and she's like, oh yeah, like I see the faint line and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I don't see anything. I'm like, this is weird that she's trying to convince me that there's a line and I don't see a thing. Um, but of course the blood work will tell you. So, um, the next day I get the call from my doctor and she was like, congratulations, you're pregnant. Your HCG levels were at 45. So they're low, but you know, you'll come in in a couple days and we'll see if they double. Um, at that point she called me on a Friday. So I had to go the whole weekend to wait to get another blood test. Um, and that Friday night I started feeling like sick to my stomach And, um, we were at my parents having dinner and we came home and went to bed. And in the middle of the night, I felt super nauseous and I got up and I went to the bathroom and I threw up like uncontrollably and kind of thought it was par for the course. I was like, okay, this is what happens in the first trimester and went back to bed. And in the morning I had texted my best friend. I mean, I tell her everything. She was totally in this with me. Um, and I told her I got sick and she's like, wow, that's really strange. You got sick so fast. Like that stinks. Um, and I had a wedding that day downtown. Um, and then as the day went on, I started feeling really terrible, like terrible cramping, but not one moment that I think I'm, you know, this is going south. Um, I thought that what I was feeling was normal. And, and I mean, it could be, but, um, so I get through the wedding, um, and we come home early and Monday I go in and get my blood levels checked again. And I told the nurse I wasn't feeling well. And she said, Oh, like, did you tell your doctor? almost like she was concerned that I was getting sick. And I said, no, I just thought this is what happens in the first trimester. Um, so I waited to get my blood results. And the next day, um, my doctor's in a practice with her dad. So it's a father-daughter practice. And he actually delivered me, which is kind of funny. Um, but he called me while I was at work. It was a Tuesday. And I answered And he said, hey, so uh, tell me what's going on because uh, this pregnancy isn't going to stick. Just like that. And I was shocked. I was beside myself. You know, all those things that you dream of and you're so excited about, just everything went away. And I was just like this shell. Um, And I didn't really understand what was going to happen. Because, you know, I wasn't thinking in the lines of this is a miscarriage. Um, And he, of course, called it a chemical pregnancy. Um, I knew nothing about that. Didn't know what that meant. Didn't know if, like, that meant was this all in my head? Um, Was it a false positive? Um, He said, you're going to probably get your period in the next couple days. And from there, I just broke down to one of my coworkers. It was my boss was on his honeymoon, which was really nice. 
um, that I could have, you know, that space to kind of not have to worry about him. Um, and I just got in an Uber and I went home and I was just staring out the window, like, where do I go from here? Um, and I told my husband and, um, I don't know, it's kind of a blur from there, but, um, I did get my period the next day, kind of just felt like a heavier period, nothing crazy. Um, but I went into like this depression. Um, I ended up calling my doctor the next morning and asking her like, what do I do? And she kind of was like, you're young, like this happens. Um, I'm really close with my doctor. I've known her for a really long time. And she's like, you're 30. Um, almost like writing me off. I don't know. I just felt like I need more support than this. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. So um, I decided I needed better support and I was going to switch practices like right then and there. I was like, I'm done with you. I was angry that I, I don't know. I felt like someone should be like, let's go get you tested. Let's see if something's wrong, but no. So um, fast forward, um, she told me to wait one cycle and I thought, it felt like I just had my period. I knew that I was pregnant for 10 days. I'm not waiting. There's no way. Um, so we decided not to wait. Um, and we were going to Florida that next month. Um, so at this point, it's now the end of February. And we tried. And the day we got down to Florida, I got my period. And there was this little sigh of relief because I thought, okay, well, technically I should have waited one cycle and now I'm, you know, doctor's orders and doing it right. And I started becoming like obsessed with Googling everything. How can I get pregnant? I found pre-seed might help. <laughs> um, so I'm ordering that on Amazon. Um, and I'm thinking, well, we'll try again. Um, so that trip was, was fine. And I get home. Um, so then we try again in March and then I think it was the end of March. Yeah. And then in April, um, it was 10 days post ovulation at this point. Of course I have to test and I got a positive. And I was so excited, but so nervous. And um, my husband was laying in bed. I was in the bathroom and I just like shot open the door and I like <laughs> flew into bed and I was like, oh my God, it's positive. And I remember his first thought was like, that's amazing. But you know, like, let's not get too excited. And that killed me. I thought in that moment, I knew that like our that joy was taken away from us because of what happened to us the other month. Um, so got my positive and I didn't really feel many symptoms that time around. The first time um, my boobs were sore. This time I didn't really feel much. I remember feeling kind of crampy the day before, which is why I decided to test the next day. 
Um, so we were really excited and I decided to tell my, um, best friend. Um, and the last time I hadn't really told anybody, it was only 10 days. So, um, you know, we wanted to wait to tell my family the first time. Um, and this time I thought, you know, I, I really need support. So I'm going to tell my family sooner, but I, I first want to go to the doctor and kind of get my levels checked again and just make sure we're on the right track. Um, so at this point I had switched doctors and now I was seeing someone downtown. Um, it was a much, much larger practice. There were tons of doctors. So you kind of see whoever's available. Um, and I went in, got my levels checked. They were 65 this time. So still pretty low. Um, and then, um, I went in, you know, I said, I wanted to go in two days later to get my levels checked again, but the nurse had said, we don't need to see you for a week to get your levels checked. And I thought, you know, with my, with what happened to me, I just was kind of like that. I've never heard of that before. I always thought it was, you know, two days and, um, she called me the next day when she told me it was 65, she said, my progesterone was at 21. She was like, that is beautiful. I love that. I'm really confident. You really don't need to come in for another week. And I thought, okay, well, if she's confident, great, then we'll wait a week. So, um, waited that dreadful week and, uh, my boobs started getting sore. I started getting those symptoms, but I was really confident the only thing that I was doing um, was taking pregnancy tests every day, which um, was kind of a curse because I couldn't see them getting like too much darker. And I was like, why isn't this getting darker? And that was really bothering me. So that was in my head. And um, so I went back that week, got my levels checked again. Um, she called me the next day and said, so it's at, I think they were 320. She was like, you know, it's a little sluggish. She's like, it rose, but, you know, due to your history, we want you to come back in a couple days to get it checked again. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, why can't I – why can't this just work for me? Um, so I went in um, the next couple days, and that morning I was waiting for them to call me. I just was sitting on my couch, just like staring off out the window. And my husband was like, do you want to go for a walk? You know, anything to distract you? I was like, no, I, I just need to sit here and wait for them to call me with the good news. Um, and at this point um, I did tell my parents. So they were really excited for me and my mom was crying and um, we didn't tell them in a cute way, but you know, I, I just needed their support at this point. Um, so got the call finally. And they said, they doubled. You're all good. We'll see you for your ultrasound. Um, we'll see you at seven weeks, which I was really happy about that. They'd see me earlier. Cause I know a lot of people have to wait. And, um, I was just crying. I called my mom afterwards. I was crying. My husband was so happy and it's like, all right, let's, let's do this. Um, calculated my due date was going to be around like December 20th. And I was like, Oh, a baby, like, you know, before the year ends, I was so happy. Um, and then I realized I have my friend's bachelorette trip, you know, in a couple weeks, what am I going to do? Like we're going to Nashville. Um, 
how am I going to get by without telling my friends that I'm pregnant and I want to enjoy the trip. I don't want to be stressing out. Um, so I had decided, you know, it, it's not a secret that we're trying. I live with my, with my husband in the suburbs. I'm 30 years old. Um, I'm just going to tell them. So there was a big group of us. There was like 10 of us that um, were really close and I decided to tell each of them either by calling them, texting them or what have you. And everyone was so happy for me. And I thought, you know, I'm telling you guys, it's super early. I'm like six weeks at this point, but I rather enjoy the trip than trying to, you know, drink in front of you guys and hide it. So um, we went on the trip and it was so fun. But before that, sorry, I'm rewinding a little bit. Before that, my um, my symptoms were diminishing. You know, my boobs weren't really sore anymore. That was a big indicator. And I had called the doctor's office and I had said, you know, is this normal? And she said, yeah, like that can be totally normal. Symptoms come and go. And I'm like, that's just so odd to me that I like I feel like myself again. Um because there were days that I was kind of tired and feeling sluggish and I didn't feel that anymore. Um, so yeah, I go on the trip. I felt fine. And then the day I come home, it's a Sunday. This is now April 28th. Um, I come home, decided to take a pregnancy test and the line is lighter than, um, than when I left. And my heart kind of sank because I was like, oh, my gosh, I know that they say the line gets lighter, but, you know, my levels weren't that high and extreme. So I knew that they were still rising. I didn't think they were at their maximum level where I would have a lighter, um, lighter line. But I decided, you know what, I'm not going to stress about this. I go take a nap on the couch and I wake up, I go to the bathroom and I see like the faintest, faintest amount of blood. And I start panicking and I call my girlfriend who had bleeding throughout her pregnancy. And I just kind of asked her like, is this normal? Like I cannot miscarry again. Like I cannot go through what I went through. Um, it was just a depressing time for me because, you know, when you want something really badly, you want it. And it's all you think about. And it's so consuming. Um, so I called the emergency line at my doctor's office and they said, you know, if it gets, if it gets to be, you know, like you're filling a pad, then you should be concerned. But right now, like, it sounds like it could be totally normal. Why don't you come in tomorrow for an emergency ultrasound? And this, at, at this point, I was like two days away from my ultrasound, um, so I was freaking out the whole night, kind of Googling. I should have stayed off Google, but I, I know it's hard. It's, <laughs> it's so difficult. It is impossible. You just want to find someone that can relate or give you an answer you're hoping to find. But yeah, I mean, if you, if you search long enough, you're going to find, I was like, if you, you search want. for that, you'll eventually get there. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this is kind of odd, I guess, but my husband offered to go with me and I wanted to kind of protect him 
to go into the doctor's office with me. I didn't want this to be his first experience if it was bad news. So I actually called my mom to take me to the doctor. Um, so I had fallen asleep and in the middle of the night, I woke up, went to the bathroom and I knew it was like game over. Um, I had been bleeding pretty heavily and I got into bed and I said like, this isn't it. Um, which was really hard. Um, and then my mom took me to the doctor and I knew that I was going to have to be, um, with whatever doctor that was on call, not with the doctor that I preferred, which I didn't really know them really well anyway, because it was such a large practice. Um, and so I go in, um, in the waiting room and there's tons of pregnant women around me. And I just like, couldn't believe like, this is my reality. And I wish so badly that someone would just like whisk me away. And I was just sitting there among all the healthy pregnant women and basking in their glory. And I'm just, you know, just this shell of depression at this point. Um, and I got taken back, um, to the ultrasound room and, um, the tech comes in and puts the wand in and, um, there's a huge screen in front of me and I just see like this empty sack and I just am like, I'm kind of just laying there staring at it like this is over. Um, and I ask the tech, I'm like, so is that a sack? And she's like, I can't confirm that. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, how can you not confirm what that is? And I didn't know in hindsight, like, the text can't really say anything. I had no idea. So I was just like, why is she putting me through this? And acting like she doesn't know what this is. Um, and she said, you know, get dressed and we're going to have you see the doctor. And my friends had told me about this doctor because a couple of my friends had gone to this practice. And they said, this particular doctor is kind of kooky. She's not going to make you feel all warm and fuzzy. So, you know, I was really bummed that out of all the doctors, I got her. Um, so I go in and she actually does a pelvic exam. And my mom is in the room, which is also very difficult for her. I can't imagine, you know, being a mom and watching your daughter go through this. Um, so the doctor does the pelvic exam and... She's like, um, okay, I'm going to collect some tissue because, you know, you're bleeding very heavily and, you know, I'll, it's good that we got this tissue because maybe we can figure out why this happened. Um, so she says, you know, that sack looking thing that was on, you know, the TV screen, I may have gotten it, you know, maybe go back and see if it's gone. Let's go back into the, um, ultrasound room and just Let's see if it kind of passed itself. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I have to go through this again. And I go back in and do the ultrasound, and it's still there. The sack-looking thing is still there. So um, I ask her what my options are. She had confirmed you're miscarrying. I mean, I already knew that. And... Um, I said, do you recommend a DNC? And she said, no, I, I don't actually. I think you could pass this on your own. 
which I was kind of shocked about. Um, so um, I go home and I, I did end up passing it um, on my own. I didn't take anything, didn't have to get the DNC. So um, I was in such a dark place. And I'm an executive assistant, so my job, like, I'm always on, like, always on my phone, always on emails. And I told my boss that I was sick, which kind of looked bad because I had just gotten home from a bachelorette party. And I think everyone at work just thought I was, like, hungover, not coming to work. So people were still really bothering me on email. And I decided um, after my second day of staying home and him still emailing me, I had to tell him, which was really difficult because you know, telling your boss that is very, very personal and we have a very professional relationship. So, um, it was difficult on me, but he was so kind and so sweet and told me to take all the time that I needed. But I, I realized for me, um, being distracted was the only thing that helped me. And when I was staying home and just laying here in the dark, just shutting myself out from the world was much more difficult for me. So I decided to only take a couple days off and go back to work. Um, and at this point I decided that I needed to do some testing and figure out like what is going on. And, um, I decided to also go get some acupuncture cause I thought maybe that could help. I had read that maybe acupuncture can help kind of regulate my cycle. I knew that I was ovulating kind of later, maybe it'll help. Um, so I got some testing done, um, and everything had come back normal. I got my thyroid checked and that was like 2.04. Um, and I remember that you were on a podcast once and talking about, you know, your thyroid levels and that your doctor wanted it like below 2.05. So, um, I was like, great. Okay. That's nice. Um, got the habitual AB panel to make sure I wasn't having those blood clots. That all was fine. Um, and I got the SI, SIS test, which was the saline, not yeah. the S, not the HSG, but the saline test, um, that turned out fine. So I didn't really know what was going on, but, um, I went back for follow-up, had to make sure that my levels were going down, which took a couple weeks. And in that time frame, the doctor had told me that this just wasn't a chromosomal matchup. It was just bad luck. So I know a lot of women get that answer and it's, it's like you want an answer because you just want to fix it. Um, and at this point I thought like, Oh my gosh, am I ever going to have my happy ending? Um, so I decided that maybe acupuncture would help and after a month of seeing someone that specialized in infertility, she was recommended to me by my coworker who um, is actually in her forties and went to see her and she did IVF and had twins. It was awesome. So um, decided I'd go see this acupuncturist that kind of knew what she was doing. And after a month of seeing her, she put me on some supplements and 
she basically told me, you know, after this month, you will see that your ovulation will be around maybe day 14 to 16. And I was like, there's no way that that's possible. It's like, how does that even happen? And she's like, that's just kind of how acupuncture can work. Like it just kind of regulates your body. And, um, lo and behold that next month after I had my, um, you know, after I miscarried, I think I was like 35 days in that cycle. Um, the next month I had ovulated around day 15 and I was like, this is amazing. Um, I was like, this is working. And she got me to a 28 day cycle, which I had never had before. So I was like, this is like magic. And I had thought like, this is going to work. And, um, unfortunately it didn't work. (laughs) I did not get pregnant. You know, this was now last month. Um, and it, and it didn't work, but I'm trying to remain hopeful. Um, but it, but it's hard. So I'm just continuing to see her, um, decided after I went to the downtown doctor's office that I hated not being able to talk with a doctor and establish a relationship. So I actually switched back to my old doctor. Um, so I'm kind of like doctor hopping. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at now. And Um, We tried again last month and I'm in my two week wait and it's, it's really hard for me because I go in and out of waves of feeling really hopeful and then super, super depressed and um, just trying so hard to find that support. And your podcast was kind of like that first step in finding that and not feeling so alone because my husband grieves in such a different way than I do and he's super positive and doesn't dwell on things and, you know, he can just kind of keep himself occupied and, and that's kind of his way of grieving. And that's really hard for me because as women, we like to talk about it and kind of dissect it. And, um, um, I don't really have a lot of people you know, that can really get it. So here I am just kind of battling with myself a bit, um, waiting for that good news. Um, but right now it's, it's really, really difficult. And I'm nine months in now to trying and you'd think, you know, at this point, something good would come out of it, but it it hasn't yet. Um, so just, yeah, I'm trying to stay hopeful. Yes. It's hard. It is so hard. It is really difficult. So, um, yeah, that's, but you're just, doing it. You're still kicking. <laughs> yeah. Still kicking, trying to stay positive and, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out if like therapy's the route to go to have, you know, someone to talk to that's not just a friend or a family member. Um, because I realize, like, I think about this from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. Um, and I know that's also not healthy for me. 
Um, so I'm just trying to find little ways to get better and not obsess over it. And it's really hard right now when I swear the universe is just putting all the pregnant women in front of me. You know, when I'm walking to work on my commute, I'm like, how did I just see like five pregnant women walk by? I'm like, how, how does this, like, I didn't, I never noticed this before. (laughs) Yeah. It's just kind of in your face now. Um, And all my friends are just getting pregnant really easily. So I don't have anyone kind of that can I, that I can relate to. Yeah. So. You have all of us and you just. You just return the favor to somebody else who's listening. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. And if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar position, what would it be? Um, I would say to try and find like those pockets of joy again, because I think this experience can take that away from you. Um, so whether it's like going to a workout class, I've kind of, just kind of lost myself this whole year. I just, I don't feel like I'm myself. Like when a friend calls me and tells me that she's pregnant, um, you know, old me, if I wasn't going through this or if let's say it was pregnant or already had a child. Um, I know that my attitude towards my friends and family would be so different and I'm not the person that I could be. So finding those little joys again, whether it's, you know, finding a friend maybe that doesn't have kids or, you know, isn't a mom and, um, you know, connecting with someone that you haven't in a while and finding joys by, I don't know, doing something you love because I think the joy has kind of been ripped away from me. So I'm, I'm still working on that myself. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that would be my, my, biggest advice is to not stay in this dark place for so long. Try whatever you can to find your support and advocate for yourself because, you know, that's what I'm trying to do at this point. Um, And my plan moving forward is to go to an infertility clinic if, heaven forbid, I get my period um, and just kind of like check my follicles, make sure everything's good and do additional testing just to make sure, you know, we haven't missed anything. So that's Having a plan is always good, too. Yeah, I agree. That's great advice. Um, If somebody wants to reach out to you, Shelby, is Instagram the best way? Yeah. um, My Instagram handle is shellcap22. I know you'll post it. But, yeah, I'm happy to answer any questions. I know it's hard to get on a podcast and, like, tell a full story. And there's so (laughs) many details. So if I miss anything or if I rambled on or if anybody has a question about something that I went through, feel free to reach out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Shelby. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.